Chapter 12. In which... So, hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Sorry. Hi. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I let you do the chapter 12. I read the title chapter. The chapter title. Okay. The important Chapter... <laughs> chapter 12. In which Sophie becomes Howell's old mother. Sophie did not see much point in blackening Howell's name to the king now that the witch had caught up with him. But Howell said it was more important than ever. I shall need everything I've got just to escape the witch. He said, suddenly not Scottish anymore. He was never Scottish. His family's Scottish. Oh, that's you're, right. That's you're right. Thinking, I'm, you're thinking, thinking I'm thinking of, uh, of, I'm thinking of Geralt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howell was never... <laughs> oh god, I forgot about his family. <laughs> You're okay. such a disappointment! <laughs> Why can't you get a real job? It'll never not be funny. Oh god, I shouldn't make myself laugh that much. <clears throat> if we don't think we're funny, who else is going to? Well, that's, you know, and here I am laughing, so there you go. Uh. I can't have the king after me as well. So the following afternoon, Sophie put on her clothes and sat feeling very fine, if rather stiff, waiting for Michael to get ready and for Howell to finish in the bathroom. While she waited, she told Calcifer about the strange country where Howell's family lived. It took her mind off the king. Calcifer was very interested. I knew he had come from foreign parts, he says. But this sounds like another world. Clever of the witch to send the curse in from there. That felt weird. <laughs> Very clever all around. That's magic I admire. Using something that exists anyway and turning it around into a curse. Man, Calcifer just loves to be all over the place I didn't want I did wonder about it when you and Michael were reading it the other day that fool Hal told her much about himself too much too much too much too and much. well and since we're there do you know where you are yes yes I do um, and they the people listening are in an endless epic and here, there be dragons. Welcome back, friends and relations, to another episode of Endless Epic. Howl's Moving Castle is on the plate today. And boy, are we in for... I think this is a pretty long chapter, isn't it? I, honestly, and peek behind the scenes, haven't looked yet, so uh, I don't know. All of these chapters are pretty long, to be fair. They're... About 20 pages apiece. Uh, this one's about 15. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, well, and, 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 and welcome back to, to Smitty. This is your uh, your second episode back after your hiatus. Um, yes, it is. For, for Endless Epic. It's weird because of how our timeline is. Right. Like I'll, I'll, get, I'll get people who will uh, to, like, tweet at us about episodes. Because um, I, I have them scheduled like a week out. Usually right, right. a week or two out. Right. And sometimes I will forget what we discussed in the episode, and people will be like, oh, wow, I really liked this, and this was an interesting thing. And I was like, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't remember. <laughs> I definitely believe that, that we said something <laughs> about that, and you enjoyed it. That sounds like something we would say. Right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. Before before the episode, we were talking about like TikTok ideas that um, I keep forgetting about. You mean after the episode? Yes, <laughs> after the episode. What? No, what? Before the episode? Before before it started? Before we started recording? You know what I mean? Oh oh right right yeah right 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 right, 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 right. sorry, cut that, cut that out, bleep that, <laughs> just bleep um, it without context. <laughs> have you, you you've seen my Harold skits, yeah? Yes. They're quite odd. <laughs> I've got, I've got, I've got uh, a series of them that I want to do because, like, it's tax season right now, so I'm going to do a couple about taxes. 
Um, but I'm going to introduce an, another fear of his. Oh. Um, which is accidental children. Hey. Hey. That shit's real. I mean, that stuff's real. <laughs> That's a legitimate <laughs> fear, okay? And he's he's going to he's going to so you guys here on the podcast are gonna get to hear about this before anybody else. Um, well, actually, no, it'll probably be out on TikTok. So the oh, Patreon people will hear it first. Patreon, yeah. Patreon people will hear it first. Um, basically, he's gonna he's gonna be like, uh, Father, I want to know how to avoid getting an accidental child. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like. Uh, well, that's just, there's no such thing really as an accidental child. He's like, he's like, oh yes, people are speaking about it all the time on the internet. I do not want to come down with accidental children. How does one achieve an accidental child? I'm just gonna be like, well, it's not accidental. It's, you know, it's people being irresponsible that causes, that causes children to be, to be, you know, accidental. They don't, they're never accidental. And he's just gonna like not believe me and he's gonna, 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 like, continue his research into accidental children. That's funny. <laughs> like I said, the man's not far off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's one of our, one of our regulars, Vixen, um, keeps wanting me to give him a cookie, so I have a skip plan to give him a cookie, too. But so. did he earn the cookie? Uh, no, but it's, since it's not coming from me, he doesn't have to earn the cookie. That's the thing. Well, yeah, you it's know, a gifted to him from somebody else. That's sending the wrong message. I, I. Well, he, uh, he, look, look. He calls me father, but I am not. I'm not his. I'm not his father. Right. So back into the book. Oh right. <laughs> Were we doing something else? <laughs> <clears throat> Sophie gazed at Calcifer's thin blue face. It did not surprise her to find that Calcifer admired the curse, any more than it surprised her that when he called Howell a fool, any more than it surprised her when he called Howell a fool. I don't know where that came from, but it came out of my mouth. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> I do it all the time, right? I miss words and I put words in that are not there. What's funny is I, I, I play this game called Elevate, right. and there are, there are uh, exercises where you look for missing words or you look for doubled up words, and it's one of the ones I'm the worst at. <laughs> oh, I, I would fail at that every time. I've, I, I went um, through, I went through a whole exercise, and like I was stuck on this page, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand, like, because it's time, so I only had 60 seconds, and I got three of the, the mistakes, and I was feeling good about it. I was like, yeah, I got three of them. Because missing punctuations, missing capitalizations, like, I, I, my brain just doesn't oh register them. Oh, yeah. No, I'm terrible at that. So, I'm, like, looking through, and I felt so stupid at the end, because the last sentence, because I'd gone through and I was, like, staring right at this, because I thought that one of the words in the, the, the sentence was capitalized and it wasn't supposed to be, but it was the other way around, and I stared at the word Montreal, in the in the line of Montreal World's Fair, right, and didn't think to capitalize Montreal. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that's not really on you because <laughs> it is Montreal. So. Well, and as far as I know, they don't capitalize the names of Canadian cities. So. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. It's it's they they think it's rude <laughs> to do it. Oh, oh, it's god. Okay, I got you. It's too self-important. So it's too like, self-important. No, hey, it's fine. We we don't need the capitals around here, eh? It's fine. The, the only the only place that is capital is Vancouver, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even capitalize capital when we put it up. <laughs> All right. Our capitals aren't even capital. capital. <laughs> <laughs> we only have lowercase capitals, you know. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay. And our right. two Canadian fans were just like. <laughs> You guys. <laughs> no, one of them one of them is from Vancouver and was like that, and the other one was like from Saskatoon and was like, Oh, that is how they are out in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people listen to this? I don't know. <laughs> should we read the book? Yeah, we probably should. Okay, yeah. let's get, yeah. let's do that. Let's, let's get back into that. that. We're not even two pages in yet and we're already nope. twenty minutes into this podcast. <laughs> but she never could work out if Councilor really hated Howell. 
Calcifer looked so evil anyway, it was hard to tell. Calcifer moved his orange eyes to look into Sophie's. I'm scared too, he said. I shall suffer with Howl if the witch catches him. If you don't break the contract before she does, I won't be able to help you at all. Before Sophie could ask more, Howl came dashing out of the bathroom, looking his very finest, scenting the room with roses and yelling for Michael. Michael clattered downstairs in his new blue velvet. Sophie stood up and collected her trusty stick. It was time to go. You look wonderfully rich and stately, Michael said to her. She does. Hold on. <clears throat> this is four words, people, and I struggled with it. <laughs> she does me credit, said Howell. Apart from that awful old stick. Some people, Sophie said, are thoroughly self-centered. This stick goes with me. I need it for more support. <laughs> Howell looked at the ceiling, but he did not argue. They took their stately way into the streets of Kingsbury. Sophie, of course, looked back to see what the castle was like here. She saw a big arched gateway surrounding a small black door. The rest of the castle seemed to be a blank stretch of plastered wall between two carved stone houses. Before you ask, said Howell, it's really just a disused stable. This way. They walked through the streets, looking at least as fine as any of the passers-by. Not many people were about. Kingsbury was a long way south, and it was bakingly hot. It was a bakingly hot day there. The pavements shimmered. Sophie discovered another disadvantage to being old. You felt queer in hot weather. The elaborate Ooh, buildings cancelled cancelled can't say that well it's canceled. only in hot weather it's only in hot weather no no cancelled no we gotta stop reading the book <laughs> hey uh spam castle social media with uh telling him to write things down okay yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> told you i was gonna do it continue the elaborate buildings wavered in front of her eyes and she was annoyed because she wanted to look at the place all she had was a dim impression of golden domes and tall houses. By the way, Howell said, Mrs. Pinstamon, that's a name, <clears throat> we'll call you Mrs. Pendragon. Pendragon's the name I go under here. Whatever for, said Sophie. For disguise, said Howell. Pendragon's a lovely name, much better than Jenkins. I get by quite well with a plain name, Sophie said as they turned into the blessedly narrow, cool street. We can't all be mad hatters, said Howell. Burn. Sick burn, bro. <laughs> Sick burn, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> Mrs. Penstemon's house was gracious and tall, near the end of the narrow street. It had orange trees in tubs on either side of its handsome front door. This door was opened by an elderly footman in black velvet, who led them into a wonderfully cool black and white checkered marble hall, where Michael secretly tried secretly to wipe the sweat off his face. Howell, who always seemed to be cool, treated the footman as an old friend and made jokes to him. The footman passed them on to a page boy in red velvet, okay. Yep. Sophie had a uh, Sophie as the boy led them ceremoniously up polished stairs, began to see why this made good practice for meeting the king. She felt as if she were in a palace already. When the boy ushered them into a shaded drawing room, she was sure even a palace could not be this elegant. Everywhere, oh, sorry, everything in the room was blue and gold and white and small and fine. 
Mrs. Penstemon was finest of all. She was tall and thin, and sat bolt upright in a blue and gold embroidered chair, supporting herself rigidly with one hand in a gold mesh mitten on a gold-topped cane. She wore old gold silk. Jesus, there's a lot of gold. <laughs> wow. In a very stiff and old-fashioned style. It's a lot of old. F- yeah, finished off with an old gold headdress, not unlike a crown, which tied in a large old gold bow beneath her gaunt eagle face. She was the finest, most frightening lady that Sophie had ever seen. Ah, my dear Howell. 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 (laughs) She said, holding out a gold mesh mitten. Howell bent and kissed the mitten, I'm sorry, as he was obviously supposed to. He did it very gracefully. But it was rather spoiled from the back view by Howell flapping his other hand furiously at Michael behind his back. Michael, a little too slowly, realized that he was supposed to stand by the door beside the page boy. He backed there in a hurry, only too pleased to get as far away from Mrs. Penstemon as he could. Mrs. Penstemon, allow me to present my old mother. What a rude way to introduce your mom. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, it's very much Howl, though, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. Howl said, waving his hand at Sophie. Since Sophie felt just like My- Michael, Howl had to flap his hand at her, too. Charm. Delighted. Said Mrs. Penstemon as she held her golden mitten out to Sophie. Sophie was not sure if Mrs. Penstemon meant her to kiss the mitten as well, but she could not bring herself to try. She laid her own hand on the mitten instead. Uh, the hand under it felt like a cold, old cold claw. <laughs> After feeling it, Sophie was quite surprised that Mrs. Penstemon was alive. Forgive me for not standing up, Mrs. Pendragon. Mrs. Penstemon said. My health is not good. It forced me to retire from teaching three years ago. Pray sit down, both of you. Trying not to shake that with nerves, Sophie sat grandly in the embroidered chair opposite Mrs. Penstemon's, supporting herself on her stick in a way that she hoped was the same elegant way. Howell spread himself gracefully in a chair next to it. He looked quite at home, and Sophie envied him. I am 86. Mrs. Pinstemon announced. How old are you, my dear Mrs. Pendragon? 90. Sophie said, that being the first high number that came into her head. So old? Mrs. Pinstemon said with, what may have been a slight stately envy. How lucky you are to be. How lucky you are to move so nimbly still. Oh yes, she's wonderfully nimble. Howell agreed. That sometimes there's no stopping her. Mrs. Penstemon gave him a look which told Sophie he had been, she had been a teacher at least as fierce as Miss Angorian. I am talking to your mother, she said. I dare say she is as proud of you as I am. We are two old ladies who both had a hand in forming you. You are, one might say, our joint creation. I don't know where her voice is going. It's going on. It's up and down. It's all over the place. She's, she's <coughs> got she's got that sultry thing going on. Yeah, like yeah. Well, that's what I was. Tra- I feel like she would be, kind of like stately and like yeah, very, very, uh, yeah, very yeah. softly expressive. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> don't you think I did any of me myself? How <laughs> <I will> old asks? <laughs> what a question. 
put in just a few touches of my own. A few, and those not altogether to my liking. Mrs. Penstemon replied with a sick burn coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you will not wish to sit here and hear yourself being discussed. You will go down and sit on the terrace, taking your page boy with you, where Hutch will bring you both a cool drink. Go along. If Sophie had not been so nervous herself, she might have laughed at the expression on Howell's face. He had obviously not expected this to happen at all, but he got up with only a slight shrug, made a slight warning face at Sophie, and shooed Michael out of the room ahead of him. Mrs. Penstemon turned her rigid body very slightly to watch them go. Then she nodded at the page boy who scuttled out of the room too. After that, Mrs. Penstemon turned herself back towards Sophie, and Sophie felt more nervous than ever. I preferred him with black hair, Mrs. Penstemon announced. That boy is going to the bad. Who, Michael? Sophie said, bewildered. Not the server, ser, servitor? Servitor. Yeah, that's a word. <clears throat> I do not think he is clever enough to cause me concern. I am talking about Howell, Mrs. Pendragon. Oh, said Sophie, wondering why Mrs. Penstemon only said going. Howell had surely arrived at a bad long at the bad long ago. Take his whole appearance, Mrs. Penstemon said sweepingly. Look at his clothes. He is always very careful about his appearance. No, that's Sophie. What? That, that's Sophie. Is it? Yeah. Uh, all right. <coughs> Fine. <laughs> I guess that's how it was written. He is always very careful about his appearance. Sophie agreed and wondered why she was putting it so mildly. And always was. I am careful about my appearance too. And I see no harm in that. Said Mrs. Penstemon. But what call has to has he to be walking around in a charmed suit? It's a dazzling attraction charm directed at ladies. Very well done. I admit I barely detected even at my trained eye, even to my trained eye. the seams, and one which will render him almost irresistible to ladies. This represents a downward trend into black arts, which must surely cause you some motherly concern, Mrs. Pendragon. Sophie thought uneasily about the grey and scarlet suit. She had darned the seams without noticing it had anything particular about it, but Mrs. Penstemon was an expert on magic, and Sophie was only an expert on clothes. Mrs. Penstemon put a gold mitten on the top of her stick and canted her stiff body so that both her trained and piercing eyes stared into Sophie's. Sophie felt more and more nervous and uneasy. My life is nearly over. Mrs. Penstemon announced. I have felt death tiptoeing close for some time now. Oh, I'm sure that isn't so. Sophie said, trying to sound soothing. It was hard to sound like anything with Mrs. Penstemon staring at her like that. I assure you it is so, said Mrs. Penstemon. 
This is why I was anxious to see you, Mrs. Pendragon. Howell, Howell, I can't say that. <laughs> you see, was my last pupil and by far my best. I was about to retire when he came to me out of a foreign land. I thought my work was done when I trained Benjamin Sullivan, who you probably know better as a wizard. As Wizard Sullivan. Rest his soul. And procured him the post of Royal Magician. Oddly enough, he came from the same country as Hal. Then Hal came and saw at a glance that he had twice the imagination and twice the abilities. And although I admit he had some faults of characters, I knew he was a force for good. Good, Mrs. Pendragon. But what is he now? What indeed? Sophie says. Something has happened to him. Mrs. Penstemon said, still staring piercingly at Sophie. And I am determined to put that right before I die. What do you think has happened? Sophie asked uncomfortably. I must rely on you to tell me that, said Mrs. Penstemon. My feeling is that he has gone the same way as the Witch of the Waste. They tell me she was not wicked once, though I have this only on hearsay, since... She is older than either of us and keeps herself young by her arts. Hal has gifts in the same order as hers. It seems as though of high ability cannot resist some extra dangerous strokes of cleverness, which results in fatal flaws and begins to slow decline to evil. Do you know by any chance? Have a clue what it might be. Calcifer's voice came into Sophie's mind, saying, The contract isn't doing either of us any good in the long run. She felt a little chilly. In spite of the heat of the day blowing through the open windows of the shaded, elegant room. Yes. She said, He's made some sort of contract with his fire demon. Mrs. Penstemon's hands shook a little on her stick. That will be it. You must break the contract, Mrs. Pendragon. I wouldn't. I would if I knew how. Sophie said. Surely your maternal feelings of your own strong magic gift will tell you how. Mrs. Penstemon said. I have been looking at you, Mrs. Pendragon. Though you may not have noticed. Oh, I noticed, Mrs. Penstemon. Sophie said. And I see. Oh, whoa, hold on. <clears throat> and I like your gift. Said Mrs. Penstemon. It brings life to things. Such as that stick in your hand. Which you have evidently talked to. To the extent that it has become what the layman would call a magic wand. I think you would not find it too hard to break the contract. Yes, but I need to know what the terms are. Sophie said. Did Hal tell you I was a witch because if he did, he did not. There is no need to be coy. You can rely on my experience to know these things said Mrs. Penstemon. Then, to Sophie's relief, she shut her eyes. It was like a strong light being turned off. I do not know, nor do I wish to know about such contracts. She said. Her cane wobbled again as if she might be shuddering. Her mouth quirked into a line, suggesting she had unexpected unexpectedly bitten on a peppercorn. Is this Mrs. Penstemon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
But, but now I see, she says, what has happened to the witch. She made a contract with a fire demon, and over the years the demon has taken control of her. Demons do not understand good or evil, but they can hand, but they can be bribed into contract, provided the human offers them something valuable, something only humans have. This prolongs the life of both human and demon. The human gets the demon's magic power to add to his or her own. Mrs. Penstemon opened her eyes again. That is all I can bear to say on that on the subject, she said, except to advise you to find out what the demon brought. Now I must bid you farewell. I have to rest a while. And like magic, which it probably was, the door opened and the page boy came in to usher Sophie out of the room. Sophie extremely glad Sophie was extremely glad to go. She was all but squirming with embarrassment by then. She looked back at Mrs. Penstemon's rigid, upright form as the door closed, and wondered if Mrs. Penstemon would have made her feel this bad if she had really truly been Howell's old mother. Sophie rather thought she would. Sophie. Yep, yep, yep. I take my hat off to Howell for standing her as a teacher for more than a day. She murmured to herself. Madam? Asked the page boy, thinking Sophie was talking to him. I said, go slowly down the stairs, or I can't keep up. Sophie told him her knees were wobbly. You young boys dash about so. She said. The page boy took her slowly and considerately down the shiny stairs. Halfway down, Sophie recovered enough from Mrs. Penstemon's personality to think of some of the things Mrs. Penstemon had actually said. She had said Sophie was a witch. Oddly enough, Sophie, Sophie accepted this without any trouble at all. That explained the popularity of certain hats, she thought. It explained Jane Ferrier's Count Watsits. It possibly explained the jealousy of the Witch of the Waste. And it was as if Sophie had always known this. But she had thought it was not proper to have magic gift because she was the eldest of three. Letty had been far more sensible about such things. Then she thought of the grey and scarlet suits and nearly fell down the stairs with dismay. She was the one who had put the charm on that. She could hear herself now murmuring to it. Built to pull in the girls. She had told it. And of course, it did. It had charmed Letty that day in the orchard. Yesterday, somewhat disguised, it must have be had its secret effect on Mrs. Angorian, too. Oh dear, Sophie thought. I've gone and doubled the number of hearts he'll have broken. I must get that suit off of him somehow. Howell, in that same suit, was waiting in the cool black and white hall with Michael. Michael nudged Howell in a worried way as Sophie came slowly down the stairs behind the page boy. Howell looked saddened. You seem a bit ragged. Uh, it's ragged. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, he said. <clears throat> I think we'd better skip seeing the king. I'll go black in my own name when I make your excuses. I can say my wicked ways have made you ill. That could be true from the looks of you. Sophie certainly did not wish to see the king but she thought of what Calcifer had said. If the king commanded Howell to go to the go into the wee waste and the witch caught him, Sophie's own chance of being young again would have gone too. She shook her head. After Mrs. Pinsterman, she said, the king of Ingori will seem just like an ordinary person. And so he might. 
we'll but we out. will not know. I was like, we'll find until out next, next time. week on, on Dragon Ball Z. Beyond the Phantom Tolden. Right. With Geralt of Rivia. Jesus. <laughs> so, this is something that we that we don't get uh, really any of in the film, except, except that uh, there's the comp- constant implication throughout the film that Sophie is the only one who can save Howl. Yes, correct. Um... Well, and and we don't get it said ever, but there are still things that happen that uh, allude to it. Like, right. uh, uh, something happens with her cane, and I don't remember what. And then she... Uh, with the uh, with the scarecrow, she like activates him. <laughs> right. She like uh, she, she like enchants his his stick, which it's right. never said, but it, she, it, a well, lot she of impl- also, a lot of implications. She also regresses her own age, right? Yes. Also, yes, that is true. That is true. She does. Um. So we so we th- there are these these clear indications that don't make sense in the film but end up making a lot more sense once you've read the book yeah yeah this is this is one of one of the very few instances in my opinion that could have been expanded on a little bit more in the film to give a little bit more clarity but it would I, have yeah, had to have been so much longer though I don't think it takes away from it that it's not right because because Miyazaki does a does a perfect job of Essentially creating that, uh, I, I guess, fabricated rift, right. where it, it, it's, it, it seems odd that these things are going on, but at the same time, um, it seems perfectly natural that they're going on. Yeah, yeah, very much so. so. Um, I like, I like, because uh, like they, in the book, they drop, they drop hints about this the entire time. Like she brings them up. Like the hats, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, well, son of a biscuit. I forgot the other example she brought up. Um, the cane. The cane. And then I'm not going to say anything. You don't say anything either. But there's something else that she's been talking to mm-hmm. that will become integral yes. to, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, and her talking to Calcifer also has, some some effect on the ending as well. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It does. Which is which is also like in the, in the film we see that uh, translated in her ability to bully Calcifer. Right. True. Yeah. Cause, yeah. 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 Because like yeah, that we you know. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I never actually considered that. That is why. <laughs> right. That's because like why why would Calcifer why would Calcifer be worried about how we're finding out that he wants to break the contract? Right. Right. Like right, it, that, it's nothing off of Calcifer's back. If Howl finds out, he just throws out Sophie, and Calcifer gets to pick up another broad somewhere to do it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. It's not, it's not something that is that is that is overt. But once you find out that Sophie has this this magic that is put into her intonation, like, oh, that's why, that's why she can she can manipulate Calcifer. Well, and I like, I like because again, like throughout this entire book up until this point, uh, what thirteen chapters, subtlety, because mm-hmm. it's in there. It's if you, because you go back and read, and you're like, oh my god, that makes sense why that happened now. Subtlety, and if you're paying attention, you can like you can kind of come up with that on your own before this moment, right. Because you're like you can just see the things that happen to and around Sophie, and you're like, but she's no nobody. Like, why? What's going on here? Why is that happening? Like, it, it's just pure happenstance. Like, just well, and, and even yeah. even to the point that her sisters are emboldened to do what they did. Right. right. Like Sophie is right. constantly encouraging them to be happy and go out and seek their fortunes, and 
they then they, they and they do they do the thing. They do just that. Pretty yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I, this I, is I, it. The next couple chapters are really cool for like revealing stuff that we've already seen and setting up like big twists for the end. Yeah. Which so. we're we're uh, we're what more than halfway through the book now. Uh, we are almost halfway through the book. Get out of here. What are you talking about? That's what we've read. That's what we have left to read. Oh, I guess the I guess the Kindle book has more pages in it then. That's weird. Because this says that we're on page 123 of 271. Mine says we're on 240. That's weird. <laughs> Well, I, actually, you know what? I probably you, have. You're, you're, pro you're probably right because of because of the size of my phone. I yeah. probably have. I probably have less on the pages. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense because I don't think. Hold on, you said uh, two hundred and seventy. Yeah. So go 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 to the start of chapter chapter thirteen. Because I have four. Hold on, wait a second. I have 429. Okay, so I have more on my pages than you do then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that makes like sense because I'm like double spaced and like I have full on like. Well, yeah, pages it's where there's it's a, it's a, it's a young adult book. So. Not shit on it, stuff, not stuff on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, all right. So uh, go to the go to chapter one or chapter thirteen. Go to the the first page of chapter thirteen. Yep. M my, uh, what is what is that page? What sentence does that page end on for you? Uh, still somehow white in spite of the. Okay, so that is that is way up. Go ahead and turn the page. The last sentence on mine is Michael and Sophie went on being handed from person to person. They were taken up. Is where my page ends. Well, hold on. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. Probably about halfway down your page. No, no uh, it, it's it's uh, for first first quarter of my book, first quarter of this page, like right here. Okay. So you've got about a you've got about a a quarter to a third more on yeah, each page. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Time well spent. <laughs> thanks for yeah, hanging around for us. Yeah, thanks for sticking around for the, the math behind how many words are on each page for each. Uh, yeah, well, oh, I have an like I have a I have a copy like I have a real. Yeah, hard and, and I'm and I'm using I'm using the Kindle app on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> you can see. That, there, there it we is. Go. There it is. <laughs> Get a little bit of that focus change. in there. Hey, Exposure that actually change. looks that actually looks pretty cool. That actually does look pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. All right. Thumbnail. Thumbnail. If my we, if we my ever exposure put these videos doesn't change at all, really, when I do that, because I said everything properly. <laughs> I have weird, blown-out highlights down there. Uh, so, um, is there is there anything that uh, anything that you want to plug for yourself? Uh, yeah, our After Dark podcast, <laughs> which is which is coming up this this Monday. Yeah. If you don't already listen to the to the Dark Tales podcast, um, that is where we are reading through The Witcher: Last Wish, and uh, it's 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 pretty damn pretty damn good. So that's yeah. more of an adult yeah, version like if you're of under Andrew the Sabre. age of I don't know what fifteen. Yeah, I would say I would say I was under like, the age it's of it's not like you know I don't it's nothing. I don't, it's nothing that you're not watching in Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you're under the age of fifteen. Probably shouldn't be listening to it. If you're over the age of fifteen, eh. <laughs> Are of you listening you to a book podcast, anyways? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can uh, you can follow my 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 incredibly handsome brother over there on Instagram for his uh, expert photography, uh, as well. Picture taken, and that is at Ann Sean A N N N S E A N over on Instagram, and of course you can follow him at the Real Thick Jesus or Real Thick Jesus on TikTok and on Twitter. 
And then you can follow me on the things Black Dragon Tavern over on YouTube and uh, Real Thick Jesus on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And then the Real Thick Jesus over on TikTok. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. We actually just launched the Tavern Project where we're going to raise money to see if we can build a tavern somewhere. Um, Very exciting. The, by the time this episode comes out, probably, if you're listening on Patreon, uh, this episode will be coming out probably about a week before we drop the, the uh, funding pages for it with the proposal. And uh, the, for, for everyone who will be listening not on Patreon, this will be probably about a week and a half to two weeks after we drop the proposal. So, so go look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should be good fun. Uh, the idea, for those of you that don't know, is that we are planning on uh, crowdfunding a uh, property with uh, a house or something else on it that we can turn essentially into um, a bed and breakfast that will be a tavern style uh, property where we can have um, cultural events and so on with the clan base and uh, should be good fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm very yeah. excited about the entire prospect. Heck yeah, man. So, and if we, if, we, if we can raise enough money, the plan is to even build like a big community center that's styled like an old Viking longhouse and uh, even get some, some community living stuff going on with like artisans and um, real like cultural fair style stuff and it's, it's, it's a lot of exciting stuff. Heck yeah, definitely is. So, that being said, from all of us here... Oh, wait, no, that's my, that's my stream sign-off. Yeah, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Wrong, sir. Uh, we, hope, we hope that you will join us the next time. Well, I'm sorry, we, I've been doing my streams regularly, and we haven't recorded in a couple weeks for the podcast. So no excuse. <laughs> uh, we hope that you will join us the next time we turn the page into Sophie Hatter's journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Beyond the Phantom Tollbooth. Beyond the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> Stay bloodthirsty, my friends, and remember, all hail the Black Dragons, and we'll see you guys on Monday for Dark Tales with Geralt of Rivia. Ooh. I don't know why I did that. Good night, guys. Spooky. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, no, no. I remember. Well, I remember the. I remember the. 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 the pretense Is this going to be in the, the podcast? Thing. Are we keeping this? Probably not. <laughs> no, we should. Because I want. <laughs> yeah. No. At least keep this part. The podcast okay. can start here. Okay. Before we get into the podcast today, guys, I want you to spam Castle on all platforms. Okay. <laughs> Podcasts. YouTube. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Tell them to write shit down. I want everybody, anybody who listens to this, to go to any of his platforms and spam him to make him write shit down. Do that for me. Please and thank you. All right, we can start the podcast now. Thank you for joining us for our five-minute <laughs> intro. That had nothing Wait, to do with the podcast. Hang on, hang on. Because I'm... Because I, I, I remember the punchline, I just don't remember the setup. And this is why I need you to spam him so he can write shit down, so that we yeah, because don't he goes, have to he sit goes, here. For I five really, minutes. I really want to get into chi uh, into human trafficking. Right. You, you almost slipped there. Uh, well, no, because then he then he says something about thinking, thinking that it's it's a great opportunity to to help children, right? And it, it, then saying right. something about like. Like child child uh, manipulation or something, and then the the punchline is that he wants to be a gymnastics coach for kids. 
How do you get there? Oh my God, that I don't. That's kind of confusing. I'm not gonna lie. I know. Okay, and then I hey, have. Hey, you know what would have been great? You know what would have really what? helped us along there? If I if I'd have written if you'd down. written it down. Yeah. I have another one. Okay, but I have another one that I do remember that I did not write down. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. Here's here's the twenty percent. It's proving my point right now. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, somebody somebody asks you to to get married, and you're like, "Marriage? What is what is that?" And it's like it's a thing where we sign a contract, and we're we, you know we're legally bound to each other. Then eventually, you leave me and take half my shit. And I'm like, "So what? You mean like a like a pyramid scheme?" <laughs> and then the other person basically goes. Yeah, basically, that's marriage, a two-person pyramid scheme. <laughs> and we all know how fun those are. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, welcome to Endless Epic. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there we go. We gotta, we gotta leave that first part in there. <laughs> I'm gonna just edit the parts out where you tell people to hold Spam. me accountable for shit. That's... I'm just going to bring it up randomly throughout the rest of this podcast. <laughs> like, you're going to be in the middle of a sentence, and I'm just going to be like, spam his social medias with write things down, which out of context makes no sense. <laughs> it's going to be like those uh, those audio websites, like those stock audio websites. It's like, audioriot.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sophie gazed at Calcifer's thin blue face. Spam Castle social media with writing <laughs> things down. Oh, Not surprised. Right. Heard <laughs> a moment some, of silence. A sneak peek for you guys there. <clears throat> oh, hey, you know what? Put this what? at the end. <laughs> Put it at the end. Yeah. Okay. All little, right. little like. Okay. Here's what. You, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take. You're gonna take this audio right after I stop talking. You're gonna cut it at that silent point, and you're just gonna. You're, we're gonna leave like a minute of dead air at the end. There's usually about a minute of dead air at the end of the podcast, and then yeah. we're just gonna have seven extra minutes on the end. <laughs> 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 Bonus clip. You know what? And people, we could we could just we could just start shitlording at the start of the of the podcast. Oh, that's that and then just start happen. plugging it in at the end. Yep. Like even let the music end because I put music underneath the podcast. I put right, like right. a little like a little bit. Like yeah. even let the music end and then have the the, the shitlording. Just part. this this trash <laughs> that's not helpful to anybody. All right. <clears throat> Silencio. <clears throat> 